I sent a copy of a manuscript to a friend of mine, and it was worshiping God God's way. It was prior to anyone else reading the manuscript, and I thought to myself, I should send it to this friend and let him read through it. I trust his theology and his experience working in the church and being among the Christian community, and I've known him for a really long time, so he was a safe person to send the manuscript to. And when he called me, I knew I would hear something truthful from him. And what he said was this. He goes, you know, what you're trying to say in this book is true. What you're saying about worship, that is right. But it's like turning the Titanic, he said. It can't be done. The propeller is too small and there isn't enough time. You know, in 1912 on the Titanic, if they would have heard the warning a little sooner, they might have possibly avoided the disaster. But they didn't hear the alarm soon enough, and he was right. The propeller was too small. They couldn't turn the ship soon enough. And I thought to myself, I'm not at the helm of this ship. I'm just sounding the alarm. And I hope someone hears it soon enough. My name is Steve Erspringer. This is Worshiping God, God's Way. And we're just finishing up the final chapter in this book, and it's the chapter which we talk about the book of Revelations, which is not an easy task to do. And I'm not fully analyzing the book of Revelations in this podcast. I didn't do that in the book as well. There's too much to say, too much to go through. And I only wanted to review or draw your attention to the words and the verses that talk about worship. And because Revelations is so long, this episode, which is 38, will be part one, and episode 39 will be part two. In Revelation 2.7, it says this, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So I asked myself, do I have the ear to hear what the Spirit is saying? Do we individually, do we have an ear that we can hear with, that we can hear the Holy Spirit and what he is saying. You know, every human being has to hear this for themselves. It's not something you can hear through a theology or a group of uh, denominational preferences or traditions. You know, even the new progressive social Christian voices that we have today, and there are quite a few, we don't need to hear through their ears. We need to hear revelation in our ears. We need to hear it for ourselves. It's an individual hearing that they're talking about in Revelations. And hearing is not contingent on faith. It actually works the other way around. This is just about hearing it. Can you hear what these verses are saying to the churches? Once you hear what the Spirit is saying, there's really nothing a person can do except just believe it and wait for it to happen. Whether anyone else on the planet agrees or not, that doesn't really matter. When you believe something, you believe it. And in this case, it's just saying to us, you have to wait and see the future unfold. And there's nothing you can do about that. But overall, we have a picture of our past. We have a present that we're living in. And now we have a future. You know, we grow daily in the knowledge of our past. Basically, when you read the Old Testament and you read the New Testament and you start to study, 
you have a knowledge of the past because those are ancient books and ancient writings. And also, what we have today are biblical archaeologists who are discovering things every day, and it impacts what we understand about God's Word. We live in the present church age, which is harder to understand than the past or even the future. The present church age is a difficult place because of all the influences and all the voices that we have going on through social media. We see our future in the book of Revelations, and we're not asked to decipher the book of Revelations. We can't interpret it with 100% accuracy. It can't be done. No one can do it. The instruction in the book of Revelation is to hear it. Let the words in these verses slide into our spiritual ears and let the Spirit make sense of it. God's not asking us to explain it all. He's asking us to pass it on like an orator or a storyteller. No, God will do the rest. He completes everything that he starts and his record is 10 and 0. The reason for this podcast that we're having today is for us to find out if we have the ears to hear what God is saying about worship in the book of Revelation. Revelation 4.10 says this, The 24 elders fall down before the one who is seated on the throne, and they worship the one who lives for all time. They cast their crowns down before that throne, and they say, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, worthy to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will they exist, and they were created. In this verse, we look at the very beginning of it when it says, The 24 elders fall down. The word is pepto. In worshiping God God's way, that's on page 23. And pepto literally means to descend from a higher place to a lower place, to be cast down from a state of prosperity, fall from righteousness, lose authority, and having no force, you lose your strength. You remember in Matthew 4, 9, when Satan comes to Jesus and Satan uses the same word, he uses the word pepto, he said, Jesus, you need to pepto, you need to fall down before me. Well, Jesus is not an elder, nor is he a human being. And he was not going to pepto before Satan. But the elders, they're seated in a place of honor, but they throw themselves from their places of authority. They cast down the crowns that they were wearing. They give everything up, their prosperity, they give up their righteousness, and they give up their strength. And they bow down like a dog licking the master's hand with love. That's the word prosukaneo, the word Jesus talks about in John 4. So when you read Revelation 4.10, you see a picture of the 24 elders in God's presence, casting down, throwing down, getting rid of their own prosperity, falling out from their own righteousness, giving up their authority, giving up their strength, and they bow down before their master like they, a dog would kiss the master's hand in love. That's what Revelations 4.10 is saying. Now, did you hear that? This is a perfectly clear picture of Mary 
bowing before Jesus. In Revelation 6, verses 9 through 11, it says this, After this I looked, and behold, a vast multitude that no one could count, people from every nation, tribe, and every cultural group, every language. They were standing before the throne and before the Lamb, dressed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. Now in verse 11, it says this, And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might belong to our God for all time. Amen. In Revelation 6, 9 through 11, the word pepto is used. The same word that we read in the prior verse. It says that they brought themselves, the angels, from a high place to a low place. They discarded their prosperity, their righteousness, their authority, and their strength. And those angels, they have strength, they have authority, they understand righteousness, and they understand prosperity. And it says that they fell on their faces, pepto, and they discarded those four or five things, and they worshipped in prosukaneo, bowing down like a dog kissing the Father's hand in love. They are not singing. They are saying amen. There's no place in scripture where it says angels sang anything. The people cried out saying, amen, amen. When they're worshiping, they're speaking. When they fall down on their faces and they abandon themselves, they give up their prosperity, their righteousness, their authority, and their force. They're saying to him as they worship him they're speaking to him we think we must always sing everything in every church service you go to any meeting it's common that people are going to sing paul talks about singing and the reason for singing and there's reason for it but we think everything has to be sung but there are times when we need to shout out his name Paul says it to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.22. But we need to shout out the name when we come into the throne room of God and where we're worshiping him. This is what the angels were doing. They were crying out and declaring as they bowed on their faces. In our houses of worship today, we say things and we sing things. We dress up as if preparing ourselves for a concert or a performance or a media video presentation. Sometimes we look like actors before a camera and we do wait for them to say, five, four, three, two, one, you're on. And we start acting. Yet rarely do we throw ourselves down, bowing before him. Do you hear that? Worshiping is not a quiet, reverent place in heaven. It is noisy. It's full of the word pepto 
It's full of prosokonia. It's full of shabach. This is an active place. We should be crying out, shouting it out. Many of us have not heard of Pepto or Persukineo. We don't know about throwing all that we are down and worshiping. But Revelations, the book of Revelation, is giving us a heads up. It's an alarm. They're telling us that it's coming. Did you hear that? Worship.